Hi, Jonathan. We were just uh, talking off off uh, off air, I guess, about podcasting and productivity. And I think what I wanted to say to you on air is that I think <laughs> that there's a certain usefulness in that very act of podcasting, even if an episode was never released. Welcome to season three. No, four. No, five. Season no, five. Six. Five. <laughs> Season five, five season five of Crossword. Wow. We've been doing this a while. <laughs> what a whirlwind you took us on just there. So what do you think? Is, you it, were is saying, it worth doing if, is it worth podcasting if you never release? Well, I'd argue the question is who's the audience in that case, right? Like you can call it a podcast, but to get two people together, that, that may be the extent of the audience if that's what you're happy to do. We could sit in a cafe and chat, right? And that would be a yes. certain type of productive. But I think that that recording and putting on your podcast voice and you know making something that could be released. There's something. There's some magic to it. Yesterday, I want to know about your what? What? No, no. What's your ahead. non-podcast voice? <laughs> it's the voice that I use before I hit record. You know it. <laughs> you sound the same to me, which is fantastic. Carry on. What happened yesterday? In the world. Yeah. Yesterday I spent oh. too long, like hours, hours um, writing a song. I, I wrote some music yesterday. I put oh, some wow. chords, put some lyrics nice. together, and, and it's terrible music. It's terrible. I listen back to it, and I'm like, oh, this, this sounds horrible. I'm never, ever going to let anybody listen to it. But the very act of making it <laughs> was, it. <laughs> no way, it was uh, cathartic, you know? It was cathartic. I think there's something like that with podcasts. Maybe not cathartic exactly, but it uh, helps you organize your thoughts in a way that just uh, having a chat doesn't necessarily. I, I dig it. It's a newer concept for me. Like I like the idea of having a constraint, like we're going to publish something, we're going to create something that's going to be an output. I can disconnect from the size of the audience, but I think about what I've learned from my experience in acting and it's like, there, there's a point to, you can have the rehearsal, you can have working, but you're working towards something. However, I am doing more these days with like recording things, even for just myself to process through something to think yeah. about something and that's that's i found that to be a valuable practice so oh yeah i, I do this all the time the right process i'll yeah. be i'll be working and i don't know hit some sort of programming problem and you know, i'll spend some time on it and when i can't quite figure it out i'll record a message for my teammates like maybe the product manager or the designer or another uh, developer and I'll record a screen recording and just describe, here's the problem I'm running into. What do you think I should do? And four times out of five, by the time I finish the recording, I know the answer and I can just delete the recording entirely and I never send it. So I know what you mean. But it, I know it, yeah. also I know what you mean by the stage, the analogy there. But what about like keeping a diary versus keeping a blog, you know? Like the, yeah, keeping a blog is mm. is good and helpful and and fantastic. It's productive and it it probably you know some help in your career or your business. But also keeping a diary, it's a personal private thing, and that's also really helpful. Do you keep a diary? Uh, 
to varying degrees. Yes. I attend, I keep running notes on almost every day where it's like, these are things that stood out to me. Um, I, I use it more as like a work management system. And then I will occasionally record separate, like reflective, like, Hey, this is something I'm thinking through right now. Uh, this morning I was thinking through something personally and just recorded a note for myself to kind of capture the sum of my current thinking. So, and for a couple of reasons, one to synthesize it down, the act of recording helped me clarify my thinking. And two, I wanted the snapshot in time to come back to later to sort of see what I thought about it. If I needed to remind myself, yeah, I think it's an important part of the creative process of creating these spaces where, and and there's different modes too. Like you, you mentioned blog posts, like having a personal journal. It's interesting. Like I see a blog post and podcast is kind of similar, just different yeah. modes. Yeah. Where, you know, it may be a small audience, it may be a big one, uh, but yet there's still this intentionality that's probably going to be like taken in by someone else versus a journal doesn't have that intention. Yeah. And when you're collaborating with someone else, I don't know. It's I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's kind of hard. You only think three seasons apparently, but it has been a solid <laughs> uh, four seasons done and we're starting the fifth and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. What have we got planned for season five? We got any... Uh... Any guests lined up yet? Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> we have some great guests coming. Typical Jonathan. You're very, very uh, sure that these guests are going to come, but you haven't actually got a yes yet. That's what it really is. Yes. Well. No. I've got the yeses, actually. I just haven't scheduled the them. Uh, so that's good. there's a. There's a difference. They're like, yes, we'd like to do it, but we don't have it scheduled yet. Oh, so you can more, tell me more later on that. Later. We're not going to say yeah. who yet. Yeah. Yes. So that's going to be fun. I'm excited to get back into the perspective episodes. We had a lot of fun with those before. And the way that I'm thinking about it now is that we will do this, like, I mean, roughly one off, one on. Someone from inside of WordPress, someone from outside, uh-huh. and just keep doing that, uh, that yeah. a bit of that loop. Like, yeah. And just doing more of it and doing some, uh, we'll have some interesting characters this time around. And yeah. There's, it's interesting to look back at what we were talking about in season one. And there's quite a bit happening in the world of WordPress these days. Yeah, I saw some some fun news, which, you know, I turned on the cynic part of my brain big time. Uh, the headline was, WordPress Ooh, contributors demand transparency and objective guidelines for listing the recommended hosting page. You know, wordpress.org slash hosting, I think it is. There's like a hosting page where people who want to use WordPress might go to get recommendations on which host to use. What do you think? Should should there be a bit more transparency on the short list of hosts that are listed there? How are they chosen? Who chooses them? How much do you think that page matters these days? that's not important though is it like it 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 might not be used it might be you know who knows but what matters is just the fact that there are hosting companies that are selected and nobody knows why and and they're on this special uh, wordpress.org page yeah i'm historically i'm curious to see how this unfolds Uh, the tavern did some great coverage on the topic um I think for hosts, it matters quite a bit because, so there's a question of like, what's the actual real world impact of this page, right? Like it's prominently featured on .org. It ranks high on search engines when you search for WordPress hosting. I I presume 
that there is high value and impact from it. I don't, I don't know how well that's known. And when you look at it, there's only a couple hosts represented, which doesn't reflect the reality in our community. So it seems like it's ripe for improvement, but you do get into a tricky topic, like who decides, who should decide uh, what goes there. And most of the people that are talking tend to have some interest in the hosting space. Yeah, that's exactly right. And yeah. that's part of what makes it tricky. I really appreciate the work. Uh, I had the privilege of talking with Javier, who works on the hosting team. He yep. does not work for a hosting company, one of the few <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And there's been some good work happening to create some more objective standards. And there's some good discussion around it. I think it's important. I'm curious to see how it shakes out. And yeah, uh, it's, it's, so, uh, it's, it at least seems to matter for a lot of people. When I read about this, it said that the whole thing was shrouded in secrecy or whatever. Uh, I had it in my head though, that these hosts were, uh, t- tell me, I could be completely off the mark here. I thought that these were like the premium platinum sponsors that were hosts of, of WordCamps, no. right? No, that's not the case. As I've understood it, this page historically has just been managed directly by Matt. That's what I've understood Uh, to be the case. It's not connected to sponsorship. It's not a pay for play, uh, despite like what people think. It's like, and if you look at, for instance, Bluehost being featured there, Bluehost has a long, rich history, despite what you say about them or not as a company, of being involved in the community. So just from an objective external looking perspective it makes sense to me that if matt's going to pick someone to put there like bluehost has been in the space for a long time they've been active they they have been and continue to sponsor actively on the wordcamp side of things but i've not understood there to be any correlation between that this is just a page that matt has right. historically managed himself and it's changed back and forth over the years but there is a conflict of interest there whether you whether you trust matt as a benevolent dictator or not, there's still some level of conflict of interest there, right? So if if I start a hosting company that is maybe competing with WordPress.org, it's pretty unlikely I'm going to end up on that page. Sorry, let me say that again. If I start a hosting company that's <laughs> compl- competing with WordPress.com, with competing with Automatic, maybe I'm competing directly on Jetpack or WooCommerce, and I also have a hosting product, right? You know. Maybe uh, less likely I'll end up there. Luke, did you just find the .org and .com distinction <laughs> confusing? I understand <laughs> the difference between the two, but uh, yes, it's easy to get a muddled, isn't it? And, it it and can that, be, even just like even for those of us who know, yeah. right? Like that's it's it's funny, and for those who don't know, it's very common oh, yeah. to confuse the two, and every there's benefits single, and trade offs of that confusion. Yeah, every single time. Yeah, uh, so I appreciated Kevin Ohashi's take. He left a comment uh, in oh, the yeah. bottom. He was referenced in the piece on just the importance of there being more objective, uh, like standards, ethics, like guidelines. Like th- there's there's room to improve this. He's done some great work on the posting benchmark sides of things, which is a good example of mm-hmm. something that isn't bought, isn't paid for. It's like, hey, let's create some ways of like when people say that they're the fastest, what does that even mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, how, how do you validate those things? So I'm happy to see it happening. You know what I'm interested in, though, especially What's right that? now? I'm noticing this theme, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, of of this this emphasis on improving the onboarding 
experience in WordPress. And speaking of Bluehost, they're one of the ones who have been like, they recently came out with this thing that they're calling the Wonder Suite. And have you looked at it yet? Do you have any context for it? No, no, none at all. So it is a, uh, so they've made a couple of moves recently, right? Like they purchased uh, Yith. They of course bought Blue, um, they bought uh, Yoast. Yeah. (laughs) And they're bringing these things together. And if you look at the position, they have a great little YouTube video on it. It's very much, so it's interesting that it it directly references in their marketing materials that they're recommended by wordpress.org. That's part of their messaging. Yeah. And they're positioning themselves as a way to just get up and running quickly in WordPress. And what stood out to me, if you think back to the early days of WordPress, we were famous for this five minute install that in the context of blogging was yeah. kind of kind of held its promise. Within five minutes, you could have a blog up and running and you're good. Mm-hmm. And these days that's just not the case. WooCommerce has their <laughs> you can have a store up and running in days. Right. Like that's kind of their honest yeah, yeah. take on on the yeah. the positioning. And I love this move towards saying, hey, how do we get people up and running faster for what they're trying to do, which for most people isn't blogging anymore. It's going to be something specific. Uh, I'm interested to see that. Have you seen what uh, Mike McAllister has been doing with Ollie? Yeah, man. Um, Ollie looks fantastic. I haven't haven't tried it out, but I've um, seen some screen recordings and screenshots and things like that. I love the way that it's really leaning into the design language of Gutenberg, which... I think it's more and more yes. becoming the design language of WordPress, of the WordPress yes. admin in general. I mean, uh, whether you love it or hate it, like uh, it, it can be can be frustrating and it can be confusing. But the and and I say this, I should also say that my my full time job, like I'm working on a onboarding solution. I work on Extendify, which is a is a, we have yep. a, a launch product which does exactly this. In fact, Ollie seems to borrow a lot from what Extendify is doing. And um, I, I think that this is one of the biggest needs in WordPress right now. The amount of hosts, so too. You, you would know maybe better than I do, but you know I've heard some crazy statistics in terms of the amount of hosts who will, you know, someone will pay for a month of, of WordPress and just never get through creating a website. It was just too hard and they give up and then they go with a, a competitor, a, a proprietary competitor more often than not. I'm excited about this space. Last but not least, I love what uh, Josh has been doing with WP Onboard and oh, yeah. shining light on the onboarding. Let's see what happens next. <laughs>